Hey yo, let me holler at you for a minute. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? If you have, let me tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me break it down for you. Anchor has tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, come here, it's free. Don't let nobody know I told you that. So, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Chance, creating hope and needed care for everyone. Chance provides outpatient counseling services for individuals with mental health and addictive disease needs. At their clinics, you'll be assessed to determine your specific treatment needs. The staff at Chance then works together with you, your family, your community partners, and other supportive people that you choose to develop your strengths, skills, and self-determination that will allow you to live an empowered life. If you or someone you love is in need of the care and services offered by Chance, please contact them at 877-393-8184. Or you can email them at contactus at chancecreatinghope.org. For more information, please visit www.chancecreatinghope.org because everyone deserves a second chance. Mr. Wyndham, how are you, sir? Good morning, how you doing? Good, man, good. I can't complain. Good morning, Brandon. Hey, good morning, fellas. How you doing this morning, sir? I'm good. How about y'all? How about y'all? All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling With My Thoughts. I am Ron. Welcome the uh, other hosts of the show, Mr. Brandon and Kurt. Gentlemen, uh, we're just going to jump right into it this weekend because... There is a lot to talk about in the world of wrestling, especially concerning one particular promotion and um, the scrum heard around the world. Um, as we uh, as we record this, there are still developing stories coming out about exactly what happened after the scrum between CM Punk and uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega also involving Ace Steel. Uh, read some stories last night of some updates that I had not heard prior to our discussion yesterday. Uh, so there's just a lot to discuss about that in and of itself, but we'll get to a lot more. So, gentlemen, your thoughts on this whole situation? I'll let you go first, Brandon. Uh, well, my thoughts on this entire thing is my number one thought is if that was Mr. McMahon sitting in that sitting in talking cuz spot, this wouldn't have never happened. Um, 
I feel I feel that you know we all know CM Punk as a person. He speaks his mind. And but I just kind of feel like this is one of those situations where that should have been kept in house. Second, you have the EVPs, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, who, in my opinion, act totally unprofessionally barging into that man's dressing room over some things that he said. I feel like it was a better way to handle it all the way around. And now, as we've seen on uh, Dynamite this past Wednesday, they've all, you know, paid a price for it. You know, I think they're all suspended. And also, CM Punk paid a price in more ways than one because they're only suspended. He's out for six to eight months. For I forget what the injury was exactly, but he injured himself again. So now he's gone for six days for six to eight months. So it's like I'm kind of looking at it like you know, for all four of those guys, was it worth it? And the other guys that were involved because Punk's best friend was involved in that too, which I'm sure we're going to get into that in a second. Exactly what happened, but. You know, I'm just like I don't think I don't really think that it was really worth it. I think they could have kind of kept that in house and handled that internally instead of you know putting it out in front of everybody. And now you have this big old mess that you have going on. So yeah, those are my and I thoughts. think yeah. So my my thoughts are, um, I think they're too entitled and they think the promotion is theirs and they just don't know they put the company in liability because they are considered um, VP, so they are they work for the company. So CM Punk and his best friend and even the wife, because the wife was involved some kind of way, um, they can sue them if they really wanted to do that. It was very wife was involved too? Not not CM Punk wife, but the best friend wife. Oh, okay. Okay. So they they you know that's a liability and they can sue them. But that was very unprofessional. They could have handled it a better way. And they need to be stripped of the VP title and Tony Connie just had them be wrestlers or even you know, release them. Let them go. I agree. Yeah, I I agree. Um, it's it's an issue anyway that you have act, <clears throat> excuse me active wrestlers on your roster as executive vice presidents in the company itself. Um, to me, that is a major conflict of interest. Um, it was bad enough when you had bookers who were also wrestlers or promoters who were also wrestlers but to put someone in the role of, of executive vice president while they're still actively wrestling on your roster creates a conflict of interest because you've got potentially you have other wrestlers going into the ring maybe scared to do certain things because they don't want to upstage the, the EVP and suffer any repercussions uh, they may want to do less and put the EVPs over to win favor with the EVPs. Just a lot of things can go wrong in that situation. Um, but the issue of the, the altercation between Punk and uh, Punk and uh, Steel and the Elite, um, I'm reading that CM Punk seems to be taking the brunt of this, and they're looking at possibly firing him. That um, was a that was a rumor. I don't think it's true. I don't think they're going to fire him. Well, I, I certainly don't think they should suspend him. Yes, uh, I mean he's going to be out of action anyway with that injury. Um, so suspend him for a long, you know, suspend him for six months or so, um, or whatever, because he has his role to play in it too. Even though I agree with everything he said, 
even though what he said, what he said didn't bother me. When he chose to air it out, that's a problem for me because it makes the company look bad. It makes Tony right, look bad. Right. Um, and truth be told, to some people, it makes CM Punk look bad. Right, but right. he didn't tell any lies. He spoke the truth. He probably spoke what other people were feeling. Um, now, as far as the Young Bucks go, um, I definitely think they should lose their EVP titles over this because from everything I'm hearing and reading, they're the ones that chose to confront him. And, fellas, you know, if if you're going to step to somebody, you better be ready to throw hands. Yep. yep. Um, that's just the way it is. Now, it could have been handled more professionally. Sure. That's why I say that the Bucks, in my opinion, and Omega, should lose their EVP status and just be talent on the roster because they are the ones that that helped escalate this. Um, I still go back to what I said. I think I said it last week where Tony Khan is more to blame than anybody, I think, for not shutting this shit down when it first started. Um, he had the opportunity to to um, either ask or tell CM Punk to, excuse me, not air this right now, not talk about this right now. He had several opportunities to do it, and he simply didn't do it. He sat there and nodded right along with Punk saying what he said. Right. So he allowed this this shit to happen, in my opinion. Um, no, I, 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 I totally agree. But I felt kind of bad for Tony Khan just sitting there because he, he was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he should have just canceled it. The, he should have just stopped it right then and said, hey, you know, we were done talking and that's right. the end of it. But he didn't do that and I felt bad for him. But I so I disagree with you on one thing, Ron. I don't think it makes Sam Punk look bad. I think it make the young bucks and Omega look bad because he just he got frustrated and was tired of all the the BS. Like you know what, I'm sick of. It. And just like he said, I'm working with children, and I agree. So I think it make Tony Khan and the young bucks and Omega look worse than CM Punk because he didn't yep. cause any of this. They started all this. Yes, at all. Yep. Um, they started all of. It. And then with the absolutely. Booker part is, you know, as far as a wrestler being a Booker, that's been you know part of wrestling since before we were born. And that's just part of the game, but we've never seen any VPs be actually wrestlers of a promotion, and that's the problem. Yep, yep. Um, I I don't know that I'll go so far as to say I feel sorry for Tony Khan. I feel uh, sorry for him in that moment because if you watched it, he was very uncomfortable. You could definitely tell that. I'm about he was uncomfortable. It was all over his face, and he yeah. he just didn't know what to do. And I think he kind of was kind of scared. Or probably is scared of CM Punk, but he as a as a boss, I, I own the company. He should just shut all of it down and, and stopped it. Yes, yes. I'm like you. If he didn't want to shut Punk down personally, just shut the whole scrum down. Absolutely, you know, it, it stopped. It, it, it took a, a a huge left turn from what it should have been, and he needed to shut it down and and gather gather the parties involved in a meeting and say, let's air this out behind the scenes, closed doors. This doesn't need to be out in the public. Everybody air their grievances and let's go. 
Um, Kurt, to what you said about titles, um, I completely agree. There are, what, what did I count? Nine titles in AEW, and it's just one promotion. It's not like they have a brand split. Like yeah, but, 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 but even for Tony Khan to allow them to create a trios title just to give to themselves. Hey, speaking, speaking of titles, um, from what I understand, he stripped everybody of their titles. He did, but yeah. just even allowed him to make those titles was stupid. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I that, you can you can say trios if you want to. I refuse to say that is stupid. Um, yeah, it is stupid. Yeah, I'm talking about it's stupid. Um, but yeah, I I agree. There, there. He should have never allowed that title, those titles, to be created because the Bucks and Omega knew that 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 was created for them. They yep. wanted belts to have some kind of shine on them. Um, exactly. I, I just I don't understand it. I don't understand um, not necessarily to move away from the scrum situation, but I don't understand why FTR has every tag title on them except the AEW titles. That's crazy as hell. Um, you That's know, I, I, don't understand. I don't understand a lot of things they're doing. Uh, but going back to the scrum situation, yeah, uh, this situation has been brewing for weeks since the Adam, even I think even before the Adam Page promo. Well, that's what started it. Started yeah. Adam Page promo started. Say that again, Kurt. I said Adam Page um, when he Adam Page and CM Punk were in the ring. That started the whole thing. I I think it may have even started a little bit before that because I, I just think, like you said, the Bucks think. That that is their promotion, absolutely. But that, but when he when they did that promo and he just went off script and telling CM Punk that he's saving the locker room from him, that started everything. Yep, yeah, that started everything. Definitely, CM Punk is in the ring. Like you know, what are you doing? We're about to have a pay per view, and this is not what we talked about. (laughs) Right, right. But yeah, I, I think the the Bucks. Believe that that's their promotion because it was them, Omega, and Cody that came up with the concept and idea of a promotion for the boys by the boys. And what they failed to realize is that instead of allowing Tony Khan to just be an investor, he owns the company. That's his promotion. It might have been unless I'm unless there's something that I don't know. That's his promotion. They are just EVPs within his promotion, but it's his. It might have been their idea, but it's his promotion. If they wanted to run that promotion themselves, they should have just allowed him to be an investor, um, and and go from there. Um, I think the problem with Tony Khan being the owner. Well, not necessarily being the owner, but he's living out his fantasies like we had as children watching wrestling. Man, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. Well, he's living that that fantasy in reality now. And we see what kind of craziness goes on when that happens. There's no consistency in the booking. Um, I hear Meltzer and, and all other kind of people say that they praise him for his ability to to do long-term storytelling. And I'm wondering what the hell they're looking at. I, I wonder right. what they're looking at, too. Because just right. what you said just now, um, 
Last night they had um Claudio wrestle um I think Dak Hartwood for the R ROH title. And I'm like, why? What what's the what's the purpose of this match right here? Just to put on a match. What what sense do it make? Just to put yeah. on a match. He's part of FTR. They got they got three titles as a tag team. Why would he want to why would he go after the ROH title? What what's what what's the logic behind it? I said, this is stupid. And just like you said, Ron, he's living through his fantasy, but he's booked what he wanna see. He's not booking what the fans want to see. Right. Yep. And, and even, see, I wouldn't have an issue if he was booking what he wanted to book if it made sense. But it's not making sense. That's one of the big things I always took issue with with Vince McMahon. Their claim that they were giving the fans what they wanted. Which that was the total opposite. What they wanted. They were doing yeah. what Vince yeah. McMahon thought he liked. Yeah. I, I just don't understand um, where people find this. This like he was Booker of the Year for Dave Meltzer, and I firmly believe that Meltzer is on their payroll. He has to be. Yeah, I would. I would. I would say so because I'm like Booker of the Year. Where, where do you see that at? You. Yeah, because that that's a slap in everybody's face. Booker of the Year. Booker of the Year on what? Based on what? On the several wrestling you put on the week on the on TV every week. Yeah, I, so, and then um, I, I think, was it Tony Khan? Yeah, it was Tony Khan in the scrum, later on in the scrum, made comments about um, essentially saying he could outspend WWE. And I I don't know that that's a true statement. Um, now, in terms what's of... The point? What's the point behind the statement? What's, what's the point? I, I think what he was trying to say is that he could counter whatever WWE did uh, or does to counter their programming? He could counter <laughs> that counter by over by spending more to do more, and that's exactly how. Oh well, I shouldn't say exactly. That's one of the reasons that WCW is not around. That's one of the reasons Jim Hurd or not Jim Hurd, uh, Jim Crockett is not around anymore. Uh, but he tried to overspend and essentially emulate what WWF was doing at the time, and that's the whole reason he had to sell the tournament. Yeah, but to get back to the scrum and the fallout, so they stripped everybody of the titles, and now they have this tournament, this Grand Slam tournament for the AEW championship, which I think is stupid. And even the people that have in it, like, we're going to keep recycling the same people over and over again? Right, and 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 that's I to me they do way too many damn tournaments. They they have a tournament for everything. They've um, had like four or five they, of them already, haven't they? What's that? They've had like four or five tournaments already, haven't they? If not more, if not more. And they and they have tournaments for things that don't even have anything to do with AEW. And it's I mean I guess maybe it's hard to say that because how can AEW have a history if they're a brand new promotion? But like the the Owen Hart tournament. I, I get what they were trying to do, but that has nothing to do with AEW. Pay, pay no. honor to and, and the memory of Owen Hart because he definitely deserves it, but to offer up titles that yeah. again, more titles. Yeah, uh, so the yeah. only thing, the only good thing I see about coming out of this Grand Slam pay-per-view is um, 
Because I think they're going to put the title on MGF, which I think is a good move. Yeah. I think that's a good move. So it's going to be interesting to see who he faced. Yep. Because I can oh, see them try to. So if, if it was me, if, if it was me, I would have him face Daniel Bryan if it was me. Because we've already seen him and Chris Jericho go have a match. And we've already seen him and um, Moxley yeah. have a match. Right. So if it was me, I would have him and um, Daniel Bryan. And even if they put a title on Daniel Bryan, I wouldn't have a, a, a um, problem with that either. Yeah. I felt like that was the direction they were going to go anyway. Yeah. I think that makes the most sense to me because that's, the, I mean, come on, that's Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And then MJF just be the heel. Yeah. But I don't feel like, I don't feel like MJF need a title right now. He doesn't, but I think just them going back and forth, I think that would be good. One uh, one good thing for that promotion right now, just to gain some momentum. You know, CM Punk is gonna be gone for six to eight months, so I think that'll be a good, you know, rivalry just to keep it going until he comes back. But the bigger question is, as, as if I'm Tony Khan and we see CM Punk is getting older, he keep getting hurt. Do I really want to keep investing money in him? What, what what's the long term goal with him? Do I just cut ties and say, hey, you know, it was a good run while it lasted and, and be done with it? Because this ain't hurt again. Once you have foot problems, that they don't go away. No, it doesn't. I think one of the things he's getting older too. With both, yeah. With both Punk and Brian, or, or Danielson in this case, um, is use them. I'm not saying a job them out, but use them to get younger, fresher talent over and groom them to be in those positions. Correct. And I think Punk did that with the, the match with Darby Allen. I think Darby Allen hurts himself more than anybody else. Darby Allen ain't gonna last long. <laughs> he just said it himself. It's not gonna, he's not gonna last long. And the, the other thing that I don't understand, I'm not I really don't understand why they push Sammy Guevara so much. I, I really I, I don't see it. The the only and this is going to sound crazy, but the only thing I can see from that is his looks. He, he's got a good physique. He's not a bad looking guy, and that's the only thing I see because he doesn't give good promos. No, nope. in the ring, but he, to me, and this this is just my personal opinion, he ruins it when he goes to do the dumb shit. Yeah, I, I agree. Bad in the ring, but I don't see building. Uh, an entire promotion around him. So, and the same thing but, about this Dan Garcia, I still don't understand why they're trying to push him as as well. And maybe, Ron, maybe you're, you're right. Maybe it's the looks because of how they look. But as far as tally in the ring and then promo skills on the mic, I don't see either one of them. Yeah. And now, going back to the scrum, did, did you all hear anything, uh, anything else in the scrum? Uh, not really. Besides, no. you know, they just went backstage and got into that fight and somebody got knocked out and all this. I, I, I didn't hear this at the time, but I did hear um, what Keith Lee said at the scroll. And listening to another podcast that, that we all listened to, uh, they brought up a good point that what Keith Lee said at the scroll, he doesn't realize that he's putting them over as heels, but they're baby faces. It's, and essentially, 
Um, I watched the match with with Swerve and and Keith Lee and the uh, what do they call them? The Acclaim. Uh, their name. The Acclaim. The Acclaim. Um, the crowd is really into the Acclaim, and that wasn't a bad match. I don't like the Acclaim based on what I've seen so far. Um, I don't like the whole scissor thing. That's but hey, if it gets over, it gets over. It's kind of like the New Day thing. I didn't get that. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I think the crowd wanted to see the acclaim get the titles. And to me, if you're talking long-term booking, and if you want to build around Keith Lee and Swerve, that's the thing to do. The thing to do would have been to put the titles on the acclaim and let Keith Lee and Swerve be heels to get back at the faces, to get the titles back. And you can run that for three or four different pay-per-views. And to me, that's long-term booking. Long-term booking isn't trying to set stuff up and put these different stipulation matches out there. That's not long-term booking, nor is it creative to me. Um, but I think they, they, they missed a huge opportunity in putting the titles on the acclaim and setting up a series of matches or interactions or whatever between Keith Lee and Swerve and the Acclaim. So this is what I think. I think I think you're right, but I think maybe long term, I think they'll keep going, and I think they will put the tires on the Acclaim at, at, at one point, and then to your point, have that long term rivalry going back and forth for the next three or four pay per views. So I definitely think that's coming. If they go away from that, then they had they have missed the opportunity. But just then, I, I can see not well, maybe not right now, but as we build, then we can do it later. Yeah, because they they definitely, but, they, but, but they, they shouldn't go they shouldn't go away from it. I know that. Don't go away from it. Yeah, they it, 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 it was a good match. That's one of the <laughs> that's one of the bright spots that I do like about AEW. I don't necessarily like what they do coming to the ring. And I don't like the scissor thing or whatever, but in ring, they're a good tag team. They are. Um, they are. You don't like them. You don't like them rapping to the ring. I don't like the rapping. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't like the rapping. Here, here's the thing. It comes to your generation coming in. I would get the rapping part if they were heels, because but that but so this the thing they they supposed to be heels though. That's the thing. They started well. That's the thing. That's the problem with wrestling in general. This, they supposed I mean, to be heels. Clear cut heels and baby faces anymore. Yeah. Now, and, and we all lost on that because don't none, none of us none of us know. Yeah, and, and that to me is part of the problem in general with modern day wrestling, that there's no clear cut, clearly defined heels and baby faces. Right. Yeah. And yeah. because when you get down to it, that's the es one of the, the, the essences of of professional wrestling, you it is. But I, but I'm gonna tell you something. That, I'm gonna tell you something, Ron. And I I really blame the fans for this because right now, back in the day, it was clear that who was the heel, who was the baby face. But now, the fans cheer so much for heels and baby faces. You don't you don't even know because it's up to the fans to decide who's the heel and who's the baby face. It's not up to the wrestler or the promoter. The fans decide that. Yep. But now, since the last ten years. It's been like the fans cheer for anybody. The fans yep. cheer for who they think is the coolest. Yeah, and exactly. Who who they think is the coolest. You you hit it on the head, Brandon. That's right. 
as so much I as blame I, the fans for because so, we don't know. That is their fault. As, as much as I hate to say it, I blame the NWA for that. I, yeah. I totally agree. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I totally, I totally agree. Totally agree. Both Scott Hall and Kevin Nash together as a team. But they made it to where it was okay to cheer the heels. Uh-huh. Uh, because they were they were quote unquote cool heels. Now Ric Flair had his fans back in the day. The poor horsemen had their fans back in the day, but it was it, it was still known they were heels. Right. Yep. So yeah, I I go. It goes back to me uh, as best I can remember. The 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 precipice for that was the NWO. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. They they started with them. They started with them. And a lot of because I mean, think about it. Scott Hall would go out and do a survey, and the fans would love it. Now the the heel thing to do was to do that survey. The fans love it and shit all over the fans. Correct. But they never did that. They did. Uh, so, but I agree. I agree. The fans determine it because the fans cheer. They cheer for everybody now. They um, do. I think. I think another big problem is that fans want to take over the show. Um, it, it, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to say because I am a fan, and I realize you can you can say things in the crowd. You can cheer, but. The, the the chance of fight forever or or this is awesome or whatever, those things to me kind of take away from the match because they're done so often. Now, right. in an yeah. instance like when Hogan versus Rock, that was generic. And I outside of when Daniel Bryan took control of that entire crowd on top of that cage that night, I have never seen anything like Hogan versus Rock. And now I think that fans just want to be so much a part of the show that they'll champ at just about anything. They will. They will. So it's, yeah, yeah, the fans definitely have a uh, a part to play in that. But the, they, to me, they, when I say they, I mean both promotions have got to, to lay down some groundwork to clearly define heels and baby faces. And it doesn't have to be done in a corny ass way by shushing people. Yeah. Uh, I think you can do it in a in a good way. But hey, what do I know? I've never been a booker. <laughs> <laughs> but um so, so once so once they put everybody the title and they put um the um, trio's title on the Death Triangle. I really like that tag team. I like them a lot. You like the Death Triangle? I do. Oh, yeah. They dope. I like them. Oh. They're dope. Wow. Like, that genuinely shocks me, Kurt. Well, hey, man, I like I like them. I really like them. <laughs> I look at the Death Triangle, and I'm not going to say the first thing that comes to mind, but, but I look at the Death Triangle, I'm like, that's the epitome of a team that Kurt would hate. <laughs> and I, I love them. I really like them, man. I like them. I think, I, I'll say something this, that I have found to be not popular with fans like us. I like, and I'm just going to call him what I know him by, I like Pentagon Jr. by himself. I do too. 
if he takes away that glove shit. Yeah, I like it too. Glove, that's stupid. But as a wrestler, I like him without his brother. I, oh, yeah. I like both of them, but I, you know, I like both of them. But I, I, agree, I, I like it. Separately. I don't like it when they're together because then they start doing that young book type like shit. Well, yeah, I agree with you on that as well. They do. Yeah, I'm shocked that you like Death Triangle. I do, man. I like them. Yeah, Death Triangle. <laughs> I, I like them. I like oh, them. Lord, we find, we find Death Triangle. That match with uh, Aussie Open and Will Ospreay. I thought that was a good match, man. I thought that was a good match. You would have found, found something that Kurt liked. Oh, man. Lord, man. <laughs> but what about that spot where uh, what's his name goes up on the uh, on the ring post and Aussie Open and Osprey stand outside the ring for 32, I think it went up to 32 seconds waiting on him to get up there and never waiting on him to get up there and do that, that back flip. Yeah, I it's, didn't like that. See, that's it, and it's stuff like that 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 makes it that kills everything. Any momentum you no, have, that point. I, I, to, I, I totally I, agree. I, I totally agree. Don't disagree with you at all. Because it, I, I think they practice so much in ring stuff together before the show or whatever. And this is just a, a opinion of mine. I don't have any. Back to back this up, but I think they they practice so much before the actual show goes on that when they get into those moments, they stick. Like when you're practicing, you can stand there and wait, but when you're in front of fans, you've got to make that look real. Yep. <laughs> so, and so, 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 what I, so, so, what I think is, I don't think they practice enough, and I think they've wrote it down and scripted it and be like, okay. I know I'm supposed to wait here for this to happen, and I think that's why it'd be such a delay. Because they didn't—they wrote it out, but they never just walked through it as a rehearsal. Fair and point. I think that's why they'd be just waiting. Like, okay, I know I'm supposed to be on this spot, so let me just sit here and wait till it happen. Like, no, and you know, do something else until it happens. Fair point. Fair point. And that—that that may be true because we're. There have been a lot of injuries in AEW in, yes. in the years or what, three or four years that they've existed. There have been a lot of injuries. And, we, you know, the three of us have watched wrestling long enough that we know injuries are going to happen. But to the the frequency they happen in AEW, to me, it's just that that should be a red flag for somebody. Because did y'all see what happened to, to Ruby Soho on the oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. on the pre-show? Yeah, I saw that. That was nasty. It was bad, man. Because they that just wrapped that girl on her. No. So, so I didn't. So I didn't I see did, the pre-show. So what happened? All right, they I, they had a mixed tag match, and at some point, Ruby Soho ended up on Sammy Guevara's uh, shoulders, and. It made no sense because she's punching him in the head or whatever, and then all of a sudden she just falls back. So that in and of itself made no sense. But when they do that, Sammy turns her to where his girlfriend, uh, Ty Conti, I think it is, is supposed to kick Ruby Soho 
and he dropped her at the same time. But when they dropped her, it's like she fell to where her head, she landed on her head, but it's like her head turned and she crumpled to the ground. If you look at uh, the AE AEW botches videos, you'll see it. But they did that, and then I think they busted or broke her nose too. Yeah, they broke her oh. nose. It's it, that that <laughs> they got to realize, man. These neck injuries could could be life threatening. It's not just about wrestling careers; it could end somebody's life. Yeah, I might have to go back and watch that one because I didn't see that. Yeah, I just it's it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty and bad. I just. <sighs> I think they, they being AEW, focus too much on. Uh, I guess maybe I am going to sound like the old guy in the room again, but they focus too much on gymnastics. Um, they do it too much, in my opinion, so that when a wrestler does it, it doesn't mean it. It's kind of like the kickouts. They do it so much that it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And when you've got a guy that kicks out of one of the dumbest moves. It looked cool when you first saw it. When Petey Williams first did it, it looked kind of cool because you couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. The Canadian Destroyer. Yes. But when somebody kicks out of a Canadian Destroyer, come on, man. Why are we supposed to believe that a super kick is going to put you down? You know what? Some of them do that because they need to destroy it so bad. You can tell that their head head not even hit the guy's out. You know what I'm saying? They're like all the way up in midair. At least when Petey did it, it looked like he actually dropped somebody on his head when he did it. So, and I feel like there's too many people using that move anyway that don't really need it. Because that was, at one point in time when Petey Williams did it, that was a special – you didn't see nobody else do that move. And I felt like they could they should have kept that move, you know, exclusive because he actually made it look very well put together back when he was in TNA. So, I mean – that's in my opinion on that move. That was actually one of my favorite moves. I don't really like it too much anymore because I see it too much and I don't feel like anybody's really doing it the way it should be a devastating move. That's what I'm trying to say. No, absolutely. You're right. You're right. That, so that, that's, not, that's, not a, that's not an easy feat. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. To do a, a whole somersault flip and drop some, and do a pile driver and drop somebody on their head. That should be a devastating move. You're right. So, so out of the, after this, they had this Grand Slam tournament. Who do y'all think gonna come out the winner to place uh, MGF? M- I, I mean, I don't, I don't think you can go any other way but MGF. No, I'm saying, who do you think he's gonna wrestle? Oh, it's gonna be Dave Bryan. I think it'll probably be Moxley. I hope I not. If they, if they do Moxley, they they're they're missing the mark if they do that. Right. Moxley just had the title. He did. If they if they do Moxley, they're missing the mark on that. Yeah. I, so I, I, I think it'll end up, the finals will end up being Moxley and, and MJF. Wait, yeah. hold on. Is MJF and Dave Bryan in the same bracket? No, so, no, no, no. So the, so the thing is, whoever wins faces MJF for the title. Well, oh, oh okay, that, okay, okay. That's set in stone? Because I, I just figured the MJF would cash in that chip. No, no, no. That whoever wins this tournament faces MGF for the title. Okay. And that's why I'm saying if they if you Daniel Bryant it, to me is the clear choice because you can have a long uh, running storyline with both of them if you do that. Because we've and already I, seen 
I agree with you 100%. I just, maybe I'm wrong, but they've just proven to me time and again they make the wrong decisions, so I think they'll go with Moxley. I don't want to see Moxley, but but, uh, I think that's what they'll try to go with. I hope not. Man, Moxley just had the bill. He did. He did. Just had the bill. And I we think, don't want to use, and, and and I hope Tony Khan is smart enough to know that we've seen Moxley enough. Let uh, Daniel Bryan and C, uh, MJF have a rivalry because I think that's where the money going to be right now with CM Punk is out. Right. Yeah, and, and I think they also need to – of course, I haven't seen them together in a while, but they need to pull Daniel Bryan away from the Blackpool Combat Club. So – I think that's I think that's gonna happen because I don't know if you saw um well that might be different because he he came out last week and put the title on the the pure title on Daniel Garcia and then Chris Jericho came out and was like what what, what you doing so that might happen okay and, but and and you looking at Daniel Garcia like that. Because Daniel Garcia had pretty much went and professed his love to the Jericho uh, Achievement Society, whatever that is. Yeah. And then it's like, basically, you're going back on your word because you're supposed to be with us, but you over here, you know, let Daniel Bryan put the title on you. So I kind of feel like the story on that one is Daniel Bryan sees, okay, he could be a really great technical wrestler and a champion. He just needs to get away from them. Or whatever, you don't really belong with them. And Jericho, you know, trying to keep his, you know, his minions close or whatever. So, then maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Because I didn't, I didn't look at it from that angle. Yeah, because Jer- because Daniel Bryan and Jericho got their own little thing going on. They're not buddy buddy at all. No, I know. Daniel I know. Garcia is part of Jer- the what's it, what it called, the Jericho Appreciation Society. That's what it is. Yeah, that's it. And you, you, you know how I mean, you know we all we've been watching Jericho for what thirty years now. <laughs> Now, and that's why I didn't understand why they didn't put somebody else in that tournament and let not have him in there. I'm like, come on, man, we have we seen enough of him already. <laughs> it was too much, in my opinion. Um, w- let me ask you guys what you think about Wardlow. Uh, Wardlow's story, I enjoyed the story with him and AJ, with him and AJ, with him and MJF. I enjoyed that story a lot because the story made sense. Um, I just feel like as far as featuring him or whatever, I thought they would feature him a whole lot more. Because I think that he does have the capabilities of being a star if they book him right. He's a big old dude, big, uh, he's a big old, big, strong dude, physical dude, whatever. He can make money with them if they do it correctly. And I agree. I just thought they would feature him a whole lot more. Yeah, and that's why I thought they would have – I would put him in the tournament versus uh, other than uh, Chris Jericho. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now to put him in there. The Warlow was, at one point, Warlow was super over. And when he went up against NJF and, you know, beat him, and then we all know the story about that debacle or whatever. You know, I'm like, okay, this is what we've all, this is what we've all been waiting for. That was one of the things I was actually looking forward to, tuning in to AEW every week. Because I remember one, on the, one of the past episodes, we were like, you know, uh, one of the problems, the biggest problem with wrestling is that we don't have nothing to look forward to every week. But I will say, uh, seeing Wardlow you know, get his against MJF, that was something that I look forward to every week. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you somebody else that I, I'm gonna tell you somebody else who I will push is as a big man as well is Hobbs. I will push him too. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I will push him. 
Yeah, I think, Come on, man. Absolutely. I think they 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 I don't want to say they missed it completely, but I think they that they have screwed up the momentum that Wardlow had coming out of the, the feud with MJF um, to break him free of that because of again poor booking, poor choices, putting him in that that uh three-way tag match and just the way they booked him since that feud has kind of cooled him off. Yeah, but the thing about it is, you you always can build that momentum back. So the mark, the the, the opportunity is still there, but they got to cash in on it and get him in some better storylines to make sure he's more active. Because I think, yeah, like right. Brandon said, you can make money off of him, him and Hobbs. You can make money off both of them. Absolutely. If if, if you do it right, Hobbs has a huge upside. Absolutely. I think I, I didn't like the match between um, him and Ricky Starks. No, no, because no. of Hobbs, I just I don't think it was a very good match. Um, I think they could have done more with that, and maybe had some sort of non-finish in that match and prolong the storyline. Because I don't think I like Ricky Starks. Um, I think he could use some work on some of his promos, but. I think that could have been a good prolonged uh, feud. But, yes. but yeah, I definitely think with that uh, that tournament that they're having, they could have found different entries than Jericho and Moxley. Absolutely. Yeah, we've just we've seen too much of both of them, and Jericho, in my opinion. I haven't liked Chris Jericho probably since the Y2J days. I think that this is just my observation watching him and hearing him. And it's not to say he hasn't accomplished a lot. He has, but he's he's full of himself. So I'm going to let you know my opinion. I never thought they should have put the undisputed title on him. And have him beat um, the Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. That yep. definitely came out of nowhere. That that, that pissed me off. Yeah. And the other thing he is, he's at this he point he's irritating he's as hell. He is. Yes. He's irritating as <laughs> hell. Absolutely. And to hear him talk, he talked at the scrum too. But to hear him talk, I mean, I don't want to hear him talk. Right, he he's full of himself. It's it's as though like he's got so much wisdom and so much shit to offer the other other wrestlers, and he does to to an extent. But stop jerking yourself off and and trying to make yourself sound like the greatest ever. I agree. I just to me, he's he's it's almost embarrassing to see him in the ring now. Um, yeah, yeah. he's not like very, retired not very crisp in the ring anymore, and he he, he, he looks bad. Yeah, he and looks bad. What I want to know, I want to know, does he have weave? I want to know, does he have it? Or he <laughs> <has> what? <laughs> 
But I want to know that so bad. Did you just ask if he had weave in his hair? <laughs> Man. But... That's I mean, the last got... thing on my mind, Ron. <laughs> he he looks he looks bad, <laughs> and it's not his, his wrestling. <laughs> with, like oh. he looks. Like, this man weaving his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I'm about to show up by having y'all. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> bro! That's about the funniest thing I've ever heard. I ain't known you that long, but I, man, this is probably the funniest thing I've ever heard you say. That, that was that, that was hilarious right there. That brought tears to mine. <laughs> <laughs> mine too. <laughs> now you know you know it's funny when I gotta sit back and think about it, and then next thing you know, I just I'm, I'm smiling and then just the, te- the, <laughs> the tears just come just well. I'm like I'm thinking about it like bro, we. I think that's his hair, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Brandon, I'm having trouble hearing you, so I'm not trying to talk over you if I am. Um, it's just like I'm having trouble hearing you. But oh, we, we heard it last week some. Did did uh Kurt, did you have a chance to go back and look at the Eddie Kingston match from the pay-per-view? I did not. Okay. All right. Well then we can't we can't I mean we can discuss it, but I just, it was probably, <laughs> and this is saying something, it was probably one of the top five worst matches I've ever seen. I heard it was pretty bad. Who did I he wrestle? I didn't see it either, but I heard it was pretty bad. It was, it was garbage. Who did he wrestle? Uh, Takashita. Well, I heard about it, but I didn't see it because when I I don't know how I missed that match because I did watch the paper. I watched the pay per view. Well, that was that was the, the last, that was the last match on the pre show. So I didn't I didn't watch any of the pre show. So that's why I missed it. But I'm telling you, I told you last week. I'm, I'm gonna warn you again. When you go to play that match, sit your phone down. <laughs> you going you gonna, you are going to. If I know you the way I think you, I know you. You're going to get pissed. And I, I wouldn't blame you for getting pissed because it is, like I said, it's one of the top five worst matches I've ever seen. And that's saying some shit. Wow. Wow. Because so I, I heard, I did hear it because I kept hearing people talk about it. I'm like, what are they talking about? And I didn't, because I, I, like I said, I didn't watch the preacher. I just watched the main, the, the main event, the, the main the, pay-per-view. The biggest reason I put it in, in top five worst matches is not because of what they did, well, it is, but not so much as what they did, but what they didn't do, and how long the match lasted with them doing what they did. It's um, it's it's garbage. It is garbage. So just just forewarning you, be prepared to get angry with that. <laughs> so yeah, I'll go back and watch that today. <laughs> yeah, and, and check out the Ruby Soho injury too, because to me. It's it's. I I don't know who to blame in that situation, because it's kind of hard to blame Sammy Guevara because all he has to do is let go of her legs. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know if Ruby Soho didn't pick herself up 
so that her back would lay on first or, or what. But it's stuff like that that they need to curb and do it quick before somebody gets seriously injured. I agree. There's been far too many cases of people landing on their heads or on the back of their necks in AEW. Yeah. And another thing that I think that Tony Khan needs to put a stop to is them going into the crowd. You, you, You could get away with that in Japan. You used to be able to get away with that to a degree here in the States. But in today's Sue happy society, you can't do that anymore. I think they need to stop doing that. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's going to catch a, a foot or something, and Tony Khan's going to get sued. Oh, no, people just looking for an opportunity. About uh, the Moxley match at and, and Punk match at the pay per view. Did y'all see that dude lick CM Punk's blood? No, I did not. He had Punk's blood on his hands, and he licked his hands. Wow, that was, and it wasn't. It wasn't the the fact that, like, if it was his blood, okay, cool, because I've seen that before. But come on, man, you look at another man's blood in the day and age of bloodborne diseases, and you look at another man's blood. Yes, I'm wrong with him. There's definitely something with him. Man. Did uh did either one of you check out any WWE programming this week? Uh watched uh, most of SmackDown last night. I saw Clash at the Castle. Um I completely job, forgot about Clash at the at the Castle. Yeah, I saw Clash at the Castle. Uh this was pretty much for me it was a two match show. Yeah. Um, I thoroughly Thoroughly enjoyed Seamus and Gunther. That was probably the match of the night. Um, and the Drew and the Roman Reigns match wasn't bad either. So it wasn't, but I'm I'm still trying to figure out why is um Sami Zayn aligned with the bloodline. I'm I i do not I don't I don't get it. I think the story is he's just trying to find some type of acceptance or something. Maybe. So I'm gonna tell you. So I'm gonna tell you what I what I thought last night when I was watching uh Smack SmackDown. I'm thinking that the younger brother and Sammy are going to have a few. That's what I'm thinking right now. Yeah. Because you kept, you, did you, I don't know if you saw how the Usos kept cutting him off and I kept looking at him. So I think that's going to be a, the, the new few going forward is the younger brother and Sammy Zane. Mm-hmm. Did I like Sammy Zane? Or I yeah, haven't. I But I like Sammy when he was in NXT and when he first came up to roll. Um, In the years since, I think just like everybody else, they've jerked him around and moved him around and changed so much that it's not the same guy that I liked in NXT. Yeah. But he can can definitely go in the ring. I definitely like him. He has has talent. I just don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't like that long ass beard he got. You know, I, I just I like the better with a haircut. Yeah, cut all that shit off, man. <laughs> I like the better with a haircut. I like the better when he was here. Uh, I am. Man got hair plugs, and you want another man to cut everything off. Yeah, cut I like all the that shit. Was, was a two point 
do you guys, how long do you think uh, the title reign for Roman Reigns will last? I think it's going to be a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't see it, if the only, in my opinion, again, I, I freely admit that I haven't watched WWE regularly in a long time. It just hasn't been interesting to me. But outside of Brock Lesnar, I don't see any legit contenders right now. It really ain't no, there's nobody. There's nobody out there that I can, there's nobody out there. And I damn sure don't want to see Braun and Roman again. So there's I think nobody that's gonna, out there. I think that's where I, they're going, too. I think that's going to happen. I definitely think that's going to happen. But this, but, but so, so this go back to the point to where they're not building any monsters to come after the champion, and that that's where it's going back to because they're that they're not building anybody up on the on the, in the wings on the sideline to challenge them. Right, I agree. And you can't keep, and you can't keep bringing Brock Lesnar back because mm-hmm. t- people are tired of that. They nobody wanted to see that again. And it, it was good. It was, it was good when it lasted, but let's do something new. Added, added to and, that. And, and Drew McIntyre, you know, I've never had nothing against him, but he's never just been in my eyes that person or the, 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 somebody you want to just put a title on to have a long reign. I'm like, nah, he, that's he's he's not the guy. Yeah, they they started and stopped with him too many times. Yeah, yeah, but I don't even know why they started with him. Just no, he 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 was never he was never the guy. I I, I never saw it. Just, I just don't see it. And and added to what you said about Brock Lesnar, about people getting tired of seeing that feud. It's it's also the fact that Brock doesn't do anything but German suplex people now. Yeah. I mean, so, it, I, definitely, so, so I, I, I think, think he's gonna see somebody go to Suplex City. Yeah, so I, I, I definitely gonna think they're gonna put Brom and um, Roman together. I think that I definitely think that's gonna happen. And I don't like but outside, outside him losing. I don't see him losing for another year, if not longer. Agreed. And, and and if they smart, they they should make that happen. Yeah, I know. If I'm, they I'm, smart, I'm, they should make not, that happen. Don't let him. Don't let him lose for the next two years. And if they, if whenever he loses, it don't please for God's sake, don't do what they did to the Undertaker and do it to an established bet. They need to make a new start. They really need Absolutely. to start building somebody right now. Right now, and, then, and, 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 and if he loses, make it be a WrestleMania to where it's a big event and make it mean something. Right now, do y'all think that? Uh, do y'all think that potentially we might get a Rock versus Roman Reigns match at the next WrestleMania? Do you think that's I do. Happen? I do. I absolutely I do. And that, and, I that, do. and that need to be the rock. And that need to be the rock last man. I, I definitely think that's gonna happen. Right there, they need that, de- that needs I, to happen. I definitely think that will happen. I definitely think right. it will happen because everybody wants to see it. I want to see it. Everybody wants to see it. It makes sense, and they'll make a lot of money off of it. It makes Absolutely. all the sense in the world. And in Hollywood, come on, you can't draw it up no better than that. But I think, no. from what I've heard, I think that there's putting that match together right now because Rock been throwing out hints. Remember that little show that Rock got? They've been throwing out little hints. And now, I don't know if you noticed, in that match against Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns did the Rock bottom. They've been throwing out little hints, little nuggets yeah. and stuff. So I don't know. We hey, might see it. Like I said, if, if they if they smirk, they do it. They That's what you yep. do. 
That's a money match. That's a, that would sell out. Well, I, mean, I don't know. It might be sold out already, but that would sell out that whole L.A. Coliseum. Absolutely. Absolutely. That needs to happen. Yeah. And I feel like that should be the, that should be the Rock's last match. And it probably would be. Yep. Because you can't go out no better than this. So, so, well, so hold on. Un- unless, and, and I would love this as well, unless they put a title on the Rock just for a short period of time, and then he he lose the bat to Roman. I can see that as well. So that would be good. That would be good. <laughs> that would be good. Every time the Rock, every time the Rocks come back, it's 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 been money. I can't say they didn't overdo it like how they did with Goldberg. When Goldberg came back that first time, it was cool because a lot of us got to relive our childhood and kind of expose others who never got to see that era. This is the man that kind of brought us into wrestling, my generation. Absolutely. But um. But they, but then they just kind of ran it into the ground. I feel like because they ain't had nobody else, and um, yeah. So, but now the Rock versus Roman Reigns that needs to happen because I everybody think it, wants to see it. I think we it will happen. We didn't, we didn't get, we didn't get the Undertaker versus Sting. So just give us a match that we want, please. Because yeah. Undertaker versus Sting, I feel like that should have happened, but it didn't. Oh well. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think it's gonna happen. I, I really think it's gonna happen. That's a mess. I would shut down my entire. I would shut down my entire weekend just for that one particular match. Right <laughs> I would shut it down for that match. Yep. So on that note, I think we can wrap it up for this episode. Y'all got any closing remarks? Well, before we do, if you Don't remember, Kurt, Brandon got cut off. Me and you were talking about, or we were talking about, uh, tag teams that made the biggest impact. Oh, outside yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, the Road Warriors. You mm-hmm. and I, Brandon didn't get to hear the, the the picks that you and I made, and we didn't get to hear his. So, Brandon, outside of the Road Warriors, who would be your pick for tag team that made the biggest impact on professional wrestling? Um, my oh. pick was actually the Hardy Boys. I'm, and not taking nothing away from the Road Warriors, and I think I heard the Steiner. The Hardy Boys, if you notice all these flips and all these and all these big uh all these big moves that the wrestlers are doing now, they're influenced by Matt and Jeff Hardy. Because before them, there was nobody else that was doing the things that they were doing. So I for me, I feel like they um they're up there and I'll put the Dudley, I'll put the Dudley Boys in there too. Um it's one of the greatest of all time because they really, um, they really changed. In my eyes, they really changed the game. The Hardy Boys definitely really changed the game because nobody was doing what they were doing before they came along. So, I kind of agree but disagree. So that's why we had to go back back and watch some old school wrestling, Brandon. So you can look at the tag teams back in the eighties because some of the tag teams in the eighties were doing similar moves that what the Hardys were doing. But no, I mean, yeah, I, I get that. But at the same time, were they doing that on a consistent nightly basis? And were they jumping off? Yeah, yeah. Were so just, back, they, were they jumping? Were they jumping off ladders and doing all that stuff? No. Did? So the ladder ladders, no. But as far as being off, the high flying off the ropes, they did it back in the eighties. But and they work, they were working every day. Did, you right. know, and Hardys were working there every day as well. So we're going to go back and look at it. But I, I understand your pick. My pick was the Steiners because I thought the Steiners just. Um, change the whole tag team on how they do things as far as right. being big men and being acrobatic. I thought that that was my pick. Yeah, and you know what? For the record, the 
Sterner Brothers are one of my personal favorite tag teams of all time. They're my top five of tag teams of all time. The Steiners. I, 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 I sit back and watch some of their matches to this day. Yeah, come on. When Scott Steiner did that. Because of the physicality. Yeah, absolutely. But when when Scott Steiner did the Frankensteiner off the top rope, yeah, well, yeah, I'm yeah. like, hey, man, that changed everything. No, yeah. what, what got me was before he even went to the top rope, he was doing that shit flat-footed. It, absolutely, yeah. in the ring, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what <laughs> it, 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 it was devastating. Yeah, yeah. My pick was... Yeah, Steiner's in my top five of all time. I've always, always loved watching them. And I throw the Harlem Heat in there as well. They're my top five, so I know we have to No, I, I think that's too high for them. That's too high. Yeah, I think I think so. Why? No. They my really pick, I don't, don't we might have to say that. We had to make we might say that for another episode. Absolutely, yeah, we definitely will. You know what? That's, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm just gonna I, I know we ain't supposed to do this. I'll make we need to uh make it like a little we have to do an episode where we do like a countdown of who our favorite tag team champions and all that. We gotta do that. Absolutely, I totally agree. We, we totally to agree. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I got it. As a matter of fact, y'all gonna make me. I ain't got nothing to do today. I gonna make. I gonna make me make my list today. I'm gonna make mine as well. And when we have our when we have our meeting on Friday, we'll talk about what the, the next episode gonna be about. Oh yeah. And my my pick was outside of the Road Warriors. I went with the Freebirds. Um, okay. I think. They also help change the whole tag team dynamic. It's the whole reason you have the Freebird rule. Um, they weren't they weren't the flashiest, but they were definitely one of the grimiest. Um, right, right. Bam Bam was awesome. Uh, uh, what's his name? Michael Michael Hayes, Bam Bam, and Buddy Rogers. Buddy Rogers, thank you. I was thinking. I could. I don't know what I was thinking to be honest with you, um, but Buddy Rogers was the guy that could that could get the shit beat out of him, but was also dirty as hell himself. And to me, at times there was no greater mouthpiece than Michael Hayes. Um, he could get heat, and they. I don't know that they were the very first team to ever use music, but they're the ones that made it popular. Uh, I was just about to bring that up. And the battles, the epic battles they had in WCCW with the Von Erics, um, it was it was legendary to me. It, now, it was classic. It was classic. It, it's a whole different story. WCW, they watered them down so much it wasn't even funny. Wow. But I went with the Freebirds. Yeah, so I, so as long as uh, Jimmy Garvin wasn't in there, because I, I hated that version of Freebirds. They sucked. I, I detested that version. They sucked. And I love the story of when they're beating up on Devon Eriks, and Buddy Rogers wants to take his boot off, and weed falls out of his boot. <laughs> oh! <laughs> he took Devon <laughs> Eriks. And his his bag of weed fell out. <laughs> I forgot. I, I, I forgot all about that run. <laughs> in his pocket and went right back to beat <laughs> 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 Hey, the the pre-show conversation that we have next week. Um, Kurt, thank you for 
for getting us all together yesterday. I think that's a great idea for us to come together uh, to give the fans a little something more professional, more polished, and um, something to look forward to. So we'll definitely get together uh, next Friday, talk about the contents of next week's show. And as Kurt said, anybody got any any closing thoughts before we wrap this up? I, I do have one. I do have one. So we rev- um, let's get this list together on tag teams because when you brought up Bam Bam, it took me back to uh, Bam Bam and um, Doctor Death as a tag team. Then I thought they were great. They were called the Hellraisers in Japan. So we definitely got to come back to that. Okay, Bam Bam. I got a story to share with you guys next week about Bam Bam that I just heard that almost shattered. My view of Bam Bam. Oh, God. <laughs> so I will say, I saw... I'll write it down so I don't forget, but I just heard a story that almost shattered my entire view of Bam Bam. Okay. I will say, I will say not to get off topic, I know we got to go, but on Twitter, maybe about a few weeks ago, a month ago now, they showed a match. I didn't never knew that Dr. Jeff and Bam Bam tag team together and they went up against the Steiners. They showed the whole match. I watched yeah, that match yeah, yeah. four times. They it's had a few home, matches together. And I was like, well, I, I never knew. And I was like, whoa. Like, that was hard hit shit. So, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, fellas. Y'all have a good uh, good day, and we'll talk next weekend. All right, everybody. Sure. We'll see you guys back here. Same bat time, same bat channel next week. You guys have a great week. Wishing you and your families nothing but safety, blessings, and happiness. And holla. <laughs>